0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and we are here together exploring the highways and byways of recorded jazz. Today we're going to be focusing on one particular player, a saxophonist named Rudy Williams. Rudy Williams was an interesting figure in jazz history. His career, a recording career, didn't last all that long, but he made some very interesting recordings, and he really uh, was a kind of a transitional figure between swing and bebop. Rudy Williams was born in 1909 in Newark, New Jersey. His father was... Stanley Williams, Fess Williams, who led the band called the Royal Flush Orchestra, an African-American group that made quite a few recordings in the 1920s in New York and in Chicago as well. He was a kind of a novelty clarinet player along the lines of Ted Lewis, but he always had excellent bands, and uh, sooner or later we're going to be doing a podcast or a show on that group. with was some really fine, fine playing in there. Um, Rudy Williams and his brother Phil were raised in uh, Newark, as I said. Rudy became a very proficient saxophone player. Uh, He also counted among his cousins, Charles Mingus. Apparently, uh, his mother was uh, Charles Mingus's mother's sister, I guess, if I have that connection correct. And uh, later on, Fess Williams actually guested with Charles Mingus on a town hall concert in the early 60s. Anyway, I digress. Rudy Williams began playing professionally in the New York area in the 1930s, middle 1930s, and by about 1937, he was uh, a charter member of the band that was called The Savoy Sultans, led by a saxophone and clarinet player named Al Cooper. This was a small group about... um, Eight or nine players that was uh, the, I guess you'd call them the relief band at the Savoy Ballroom. Uh, they would alternate with the uh, the name bands, most notably Chick Webb's band. And when Chick Webb's band was on the road, the Savoy Sultans would hold down the main stage and uh, alternate with guest bands like Lunsford's or Earl Hines or whoever was in town at the time. And even though they were a much smaller band, they were well known for playing music that had a very infectious swing. They were a great dance band, um, tended to play a lot of blues and riff tunes. Uh, nothing very sophisticated or, or complicated, I should say, but... Uh, very rhythmically engaging, that used some uh, very good soloists, including Rudy Williams on alto sax. We're going to start uh, this uh, show with Rudy Williams by playing about, oh, half a dozen numbers, about five numbers that were recorded by the Savoy Sultans. These were all done for Decca Records in New York. This band really didn't tour, I don't think. They stayed right around the Savoy, so it was a very stable existence for these musicians. Uh, After we do this set, set, we're going to go on and hear Rudy Williams recording with several other groups, including some bebop groups later on. We're going to start out with a tune that apparently was uh, Rudy Williams' nickname, Looney, L-O-O-N-E-Y, and this is credited to uh, Al Cooper and features not only uh, uh, Rudy Williams on alto sax, but Ed McNeil on tenor sax. Also in the band, we have Pat Jenkins and Sam Mazenberg on trumpets, both of them very good swing era soloists. Oliver Richardson was on piano. Gracken Monser on bass. He was the half-brother of Al Cooper, who plays clarinet, alto, and baritone sax. And Alex Raz Mitchell on drums. These were done, or this particular one was done, on July 29th of 1938. Following that, we're going to go up to August 19th of 1938. Same band, playing the Duke Ellington or Johnny Hodges' composition, Jeep's Blues. And this will feature not only Williams, but Pat Jenkins on trumpet, and Ed McNeil again on tenor sax. Then we're going to jump over a little bit uh, to February 28th of 1941, and we're going to hear two tunes from that session. We're going to hear Norfolk Ferry and see what i mean uh norfolk ferry was a tune that was composed uh i believe by erskine hawkins and this is a cover of the erskine hawkins band uh, recording and then see what i mean by somebody named chapman actually paul chapman i believe was the guitar player uh, and it was probably he who did that and also in this band slightly different band we're going to have jenkins and massenberg again trumpet rudy williams on alto sax al cooper on alto clarinet and barry uh George Kelly on tenor sax. He uh, had a very long career in African-American groups. He ended up uh, playing in the reconstituted version of the Savoy Sultans. that was led by drummer Panama Francis in the 1970s and 80s. We'll hear a little bit of his playing as well. And in the rhythm section, Cyril Haynes on piano, uh, who was known as a, uh, a good session man during that time and in the 40s, recording for Black and White and so forth. Paul Chapman, as I mentioned, on guitar. Gracken and Monster again on bass. And Raz Mitchell on drums. Then we're going to finish up with a tune called Boats, and uh, this is another Paul Chapman tune, and this comes from December 29th of 1941. Again, all of these for Decca in New York City, and uh, Basically the same band. In fact, exactly the same band at this point. Uh, We're not hearing any of the vocals that uh, this band recorded. They had some interesting singers. Betty Roche started her career with this band. Helen Proctor uh, more or less finished her career, I think, with this band. So there were quite a few singers, and some of the band members sang as well. So that's going to be our set, uh, first Rudy Williams set, all done with uh, Al Cooper's Savoy Sultans, Looney, Jeep's Blues, Norfolk Ferry, See what I mean, and boats. <music> some good uh, sort of halfway between a small band and a big band jazz from the 1930s, late 30s, early 40s. Al Cooper's Savoy Sultans featuring Rudy Williams on alto sax on each of those. Um, We started out with Looney, which uh, may or may not have been Rudy Williams' nickname Uh, featuring him. I had said there was a tenor sax on there. There was not. It was actually a clarinet solo by the leader as well as a trumpet solo possibly by Sam Massenberg. I think Sam Massenberg took most of the open solos, and Pat Jenkins took most of the muted ones in this band. Um, Then we went to, uh, that was from July 29th of 1938, and then we went to August 19th of 1938 and heard Jeep's Blues, the Johnny Hodges composition, that did indeed feature a tenor solo by Ed McNeil, along with Pat Jenkins on trumpet, and of course, Rudy Williams. After that, we uh, moved up couple of years to uh, 1940, actually 1941, February 28th, and we heard Norfolk Ferry and See What I Mean. Norfolk Ferry was a, uh, as I said, a um, Erskine Hawkins band tune that was covered by the uh, Sultans. They covered a number of tunes. They didn't record a lot of them, but they were considered uh, a very troublesome band at the Savoy to other bands that came in because they were so attuned to the needs and wants of the dancers, um, other bands really couldn't live up to their expectations and uh, just this little 8 or 9 piece band could drive out 16, 17, 18 piece bands which was a point of contention but a very good group that doesn't show up as well on recordings as I'm sure it did in its um, uh, live events So for Norfolk Ferry and See What I Mean, we heard George Kelly on tenor sax, along with Rudy Williams on alto, Al Cooper on clarinet and alto and baritone occasionally, Uh, Pat Jenkins and Sam Massenberg again on trumpets, Cyril Haynes on piano, Paul Chapman on guitar. He also arranged and composed, see what I mean. Kraken Monser, the half-brother of Al Cooper on bass, and Alex Raz Mitchell on drums. And then we finished up with uh, a tune from the last date that this band did in... um, December, December twenty ninth of nineteen forty one, shortly after Pearl Harbor. Uh, this was a tune called "Boats," another tune by Paul Chapman, who's also in the band, and that's uh, the same band that we just talked about. Some very good Rudy Williams playing to finish off that particular recording. He was. Uh, Probably considered the main soloist in this band at the time And his playing uh, was, I guess you'd have to say Redolent of of people like Willie Smith and Pete Brown, maybe Uh, Very bouncy, swingy style of alto playing As the 40s wore on, he started picking up on some of the things that uh, Charlie Parker was bringing to the table in terms of bebop playing and saxophone playing. Charlie Parker actually had a comment at one point in an interview, or he was reported to have said at one point, uh, wondering if he should continue along his own line of development or if he should just play like Rudy Williams. And I'm not exactly sure how we're meant to take that comment, if it was sarcastic or not, but Rudy Williams was considered quite a good jazz alto player. And I think you'll hear in the next couple of sets, or the next set anyway, uh, his playing really evolved into uh, a bebop style. But first we're going to hear two of the recordings that uh, he made, uh, I think it was his first recording date actually, and these were done... uh, ...under the name of Baron Timmy Rosenkrantz... ...who was a European uh, noble, minor noble... ...who was a big jazz fan... ...who came over to the United States in 1938... ...and set up a recording date. Uh, this one was for Victor... ...and uh, New York, May 27th of 1938... ...Timmy Rosenkrantz and his Barrelhouse Barons... ...so-called, with a really all-star cast here... ...Rex Stewart and Billy Hicks were on trumpets... Uh, ...Rex Stewart on cornet, actually... ...Tyree Glenn on trombone and vibraphone... ...his first recording... Rudy Williams, his first recording on alto sax, along with Russell Procope on alto, who was at the time playing with the John Kirby Band. Don Bias, I think, making his uh, recorded debut on tenor sax. Billy Kyle, who was with uh, the Kirby Band, of course, on piano. Brick Flegel on guitar. He was uh, an associate of Rex Stewart. They did quite a few recordings together. Walter Page on bass and Joe Jones on drums. And Of course, that was half of the Count Basie rhythm section. We're going to hear two tunes uh, that were done on that date. There were actually four done. We're going to hear A Wee Bit of Swing, which uh, is credited to Rosencrantz and Mathieson, whoever that is. Actually, Leo Mathieson. I think he was an associate of Rosencrantz. And then uh, the song is ended, the Irving Berlin tune that uh, will provide a a, a kind of an alternative version of that tune, a very up-tempo tune that will feature the altos of Russell Procope at the beginning and then later on Rudy Williams so you can compare and contrast those styles. So those are the first two tunes in the next set. Then we're going to go on and hear a tune recorded for Savoy Records and led by Don Bias. This was a session from August 17th of 1944, the Don Bias Orchestra, so-called, which featured Charlie Shavers on trumpet, Don Bias on tenor, Rudy Williams on alto sax on this particular session, Um, Clyde Hart, a very influential and... uh transitional piano player. We did a podcast on him a while back. Slam Stewart on bass and Jack the Bear Parker on drums. And uh, Parker was part of the uh, Eddie Haywood sextet at the time, I believe. These were done, as I said, in 1944. We're going to hear one tune, the Bass C Jam bass and the letter C, with the play on words there, credited to Don Bias. The, uh, this recording session recorded uh, four blues, Savoy Jam Party, Parts 1 and 2, 1944 Stomp, and the Bass C Jam, and they're basically all the same tune in the same key, just different takes with different solos and so forth, and then a ballad that featured Don Bias called What Do You Want With My Heart. But uh, I think this Bass C Jam is the best of them, so we're going to hear that, and it certainly is the best Rudy Williams playing. Then following that, we're going to hear two uh, recordings that were done live uh, by the Tad Dameron Band. And uh, these were taken from uh, the Royal Roost Club in New York City in the summer and fall of 1948. Not sure exactly when. Um This was a group that Dameron, a fine pianist and arranger, was leading at the time. They recorded in the studio, not with Rudy Williams. He is on this date, though. We're going to hear Fats Navarro on trumpet, who's kind of the showpiece or the centerpiece of all these recordings. Um, Rudy Williams on alto sax. Alan Eager on tenor sax. Uh, Tad Dameron and piano, Curly Russell on bass, and Kenny Clark on drums. And there are half a dozen tunes, uh, live shots from those dates. We're going to hear two of them that particularly well feature uh, Rudy Williams. The first one is The Squirrel, which is a good blues, and then a, uh, an AABA tune by Dameron called Good Bait. And you begin to hear the transition, I think, of uh, Rudy Williams from uh, a kind of a, a almost a rhythm and bluesy type of player in the 30s and early 40s, to a very advanced swing player on the Don Bias session, to uh, now four years later with Tad Dameron, something that sounds very much like a classic bebop saxophone player. It's an interesting playing here. So we're going to hear Baron Tim Rosencrantz in his Barons, a wee bit of swing and the song has ended, Don Bias and his orchestra, bass C-jam, and then Tad Dameron and his orchestra, The Squirrel and Good Bait, all featuring the alto sax of Rudy which Pearl
1: <music> Thank <laughs> you.
0: quite a, an evolution in the playing of Rudy Williams done uh, over the course of 10 years or so. Uh, In that session that we just heard today We started out with his first recording session Done for Baron Tim Rosencrantz And his Barrel House Barons Done in 1938 We heard a wee bit of Swing Which featured quite a bit of Rudy Williams Along with some great Don Bias on tenor sax uh, Tyree Glenn both on trombone and vibraphone Billy Kyle on piano Also heard some trumpet I think it was by Billy Hicks on that one then the song is ended from the same session, which featured uh, Russell Proko playing the first alto solo, the more melodic solo, I guess. And then um, we heard uh, uh, Rudy Williams come in a little bit later and play the improvised solo. Likewise, Billy Hicks plays the first trumpet solo on that tune. The song is ended, and uh, Russell, Pro- or rather Rex Stewart comes in later to play the cornet solo. We also heard Tyree Glenn on both trombone and vibraphone again, and some Don Bias and Billy Kyle as well, with the rhythm section of Brick Flegel on guitar, Walter Page on bass, and Joe Jones on drums. Really fine little group there. Just a studio group of African-American musicians. A uh, very interesting uh, date done for Victor in May of 1938. Then we went to the Don Bias Orchestra recording for Savoy, Uh, a series of blues recordings of which I selected bass C jam. Savoy, done on August 17th of 1944. Uh, Charlie Shavers doing his usual high note and fleet of foot trumpet bit with Don Bias on tenor, Clyde Hart on piano, Slam Stewart on bass, and Jack the Bear Parker on drums. But Rudy Williams comes in and plays two choruses that really uh, play with the uh, distinguishing characteristics of swing and bebop. He introduces his solo with a little chromatic upwards and downwards figure that Charlie Parker was famous for, di- for having done on many of his recorded solos. So clearly, Rudy Williams was paying attention to Charlie Parker. And we find that to be even more so on the next two recordings, the live dates that were taken from the Royal Roost in 19. 19- 48, the summer, probably. Tad Dameron and his orchestra. Two tunes that Dameron wrote. We heard The Squirrel, a blues performance, and Good Bait featuring Fats Navarro on trumpet, Rudy Williams on alto, Alan Eager on tenor sax, uh, Tad Dameron on piano, Curly Russell on bass, and Kenny Clark on drums. And clearly, those bebop musicians, and they all were, other than Rudy Williams, uh, uh, accepted Rudy Williams as, a, as one of their own in this regard. He could read the parts well, obviously, and could play in that style. And uh, Tad Dameron, obviously, uh, appreciated his, his uh, contributions there. So we're going to go on now and play some recordings from not too long before Williams passed away. He uh, had a kind of a a shadowy life and end. He uh, was cited in a couple of recording liner notes as having died on Cape Cod in 1954 in either a swimming or a boating accident. And looking at the date that's cited, August 30th of 1954, that happens to coincide with the uh, introduction of Hurricane Carol onto Cape Cod, so presumably he was out on the water or swimming or otherwise caught uh, in the midst of the hurricane, and that probably is what did him in, unfortunately. I haven't been able to find any accounts of that, but um, that would certainly make sense. Uh transmission of radio signals and so forth wasn't quite as up to the minute as it is today, and uh, there were numerous accounts of people in Cape Cod who were caught fly-footed by that hurricane, and uh, unfortunately it appears that Rudy Williams was one of them. I don't know where he was playing or with what group, although we're told that in the 1950s he led bands in the Boston area quite a bit, so he may have just been vacationing. Who knows? Anyway, we're going to finish off our program with some Uh, Rudy Williams on other saxophones, I guess we'll have to say. The first one is a tune called Sugar Syrup, and that is done by Benny Green and his orchestra, or or jazz group, or whatever we call it. It was recorded for Prestige Records October 5th of 1951. It has a kind of a rhythm and blues flair to it. Benny Green is on trombone. On tenor saxes, we have Eddie Lockjaw Davis and Big Nick Nicholas. Uh, But the feature performer on this one is Rudy Williams on baritone sax, in this case, and a good bebop, hard bop rhythm section of Teddy Brannon on piano, Tommy Potter and Bassinard Blakey on drums, very much a sort of a proto-hard bop session, I guess you'd have to call it. Then we're going to finish up with three tunes that were done live in the South Pacific on Guam, I believe. Uh, this was part of a, a band that may have been traveling under the auspices of the, of the State Department, uh, Cultural Diplomacy and all that, All is a little bit early for that. These were done in late 1951, early 1952, I believe the first one we're going to hear was from December of 1951, so shortly after that, Benny Green Day. Uh, Rudy Williams was engaged by, I think Oscar Pettiford was the booker of this uh, band. Oscar Pettiford on bass, Charlie Rice on drums, Skeeter Best on guitar. Williams, this time on tenor sax, J.J. Johnson on trombone, and Howard McGee on trumpet. So again, kind of a cross-stylistic band here. This, uh, if you're Listening to the, the album and the other recordings that came out, clearly this was a group that was trying to cover a lot of bases everywhere from Dixieland and Swing through Bebop and Ballads and what have you. A very good group. Some sources cited Bud Johnson as the tenor saxist on here, but it doesn't sound anything like him. And Rudy Williams is uh, given credit for having made this tour. Oscar Pettiford led the band early in the tour, uh, in, up through December anyway, and we're going to hear that band on Lady Be Good, which is sub titled Rift Tide, which was a Coleman Hawkins line on the chords and uh, and form of Lady Be Good. Then we're going to go a couple months, or a month, I guess, to January of 1952. The same band, except Oscar Pettiford, had left. I guess there was a fight in the band, and he was gone, and they had a local Filipino bass player named Chris Something, according to the liner notes. No one ever thought to write down his last name, and it was being billed as Howard McGee's Korean All-Stars, still on Guam. This was from January 17th of 1952, and we're going to hear two tunes. We're going to hear Stardust which starts out as a trumpet feature for Howard McGee, a beautiful trumpet feature but Rudy uh, Williams gets an exceptionally good tenor sax solo on there and perhaps uh, rewarding him for that he gets a feature on another tune by Eddie Delange, Jack Janey, and Bonnie Lake called The Man with a Horn. uh, A really beautiful ballad feature for him. And actually, at that point, that's when we're going to hear Lady Be Good. We have to leave you with with an up-tempo tune. So those are the four tunes we're going to hear. Benny Green and his group, All Stars, I think it might have been called, Sugar Syrup for Prestige in 1951. Then in early 1952, the Howard McGee Korean All-Stars doing Stardust and Man with the Horn. And then the same group called the Oscar Pettiford All-Stars, I guess, and Lady Be Good, a.k.a. Riftide. (laughs) Tide The pages of jazz history are really full of players like Rudy Williams who never got any particular notoriety during their lifetime, but they were good, solid players who were respected by their peers and occasionally left some very good recordings behind, as is the case with Rudy Williams. We started out with an unusual one, Uh, doesn't quite fit probably the rest of the show, it was called Sugar Syrup by Teddy Brannon. it was by the Benny Green Group, recording for Prestige in uh, October of 1951, very much a rhythm and blues type of tune, although the band was pretty rooted in hard bop with... Green on trombone, Lockjaw Davis and Big Nick Nicholas on tenors, uh, Rudy Williams on baritone saxophone being featured heavily there, along with Teddy Brannon on piano, Tommy Potter on bass, and Art Blakey on drums. Benny Green even got a little quote there that I had to sing to myself a few times to figure out. It was a mid-30s tune made uh, famous, such as it was, by Jack Teagarden called Keep On Doing What You're Doing. Took me a while, but I got it. Then we went to that... um, Odd group touring uh, the Pacific, uh, I guess, under the auspices of the State Department. Not sure about that, but uh, it was called, for the first two tunes anyway, uh, Howard McGee's Korean All-Stars, Stardust, featuring Howard McGee and... uh, Rudy Williams on tenor sax this time, along with J.J. Johnson on trombone, Skeeter Best on guitar, Oscar Pettiford, or, or rather uh, Charlie Somebody on bass, and Charlie Rice on drums. And uh, no piano on this. Presumably, they decided going over they weren't going to find enough pianos wherever they were going to play, so they brought a guitar instead. After Stardust, we heard Rudy Williams' feature, A Man with a Horn, The Man with a Horn, Um again by Howard McGee's Korean All-Stars. A very nice performance showing that Williams had listened to Don Bias, whom he recorded with a few years earlier, and uh, probably he sounded more on tenor like Don Bias. Uh, an alto, certainly more like Charlie Parker by this point. Then we finished up with uh, December of 1951, the same band with Oscar Pettiford on bass, and he at the time was the leader, all done in Guam. This was Lady Be Good, which utilized the Coleman Hawkins line Riftide Tide and featured solos all around. So thank you very much. Hope you've enjoyed this program. A little unusual. Uh, A lot of different jazz styles here, but all united in featuring the alto, tenor, or baritone saxophone work of Rudy Williams. A very interesting player. Didn't have a tremendously long career, uh, but had an interesting jazz pedigree, with his father being Fess Williams and cousin of Charles Mingus. So these are the things we bring to you here on The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and if you're interested in sponsoring us, let us know about that. Hit that little button. Let us know about any future programs you might want. If you take a look at my social media presence on Facebook and Instagram, my band name is the Wolverine Jazz Band. On the web, we have wolverinejazzband.net. So thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side.